Hello, I'm Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from the Ill, the Edmund Elder Library, and we are continuing in the book on prayer, Brother Ken Gurley's book that he wrote this year, 2020, 2020. Um, we are going to be reading on page 78, start on page 78. Our lives grow even busier, our calendars ever more congested. We live in a connected world where time and space are all shared. To get along with God seems so dated. How can it happen now? You have to make room for a secret place. Move some furniture and stuff out of the way. Unplug a few things. Disconnect from others. Learn to approach God. Wait on Him. Slow down and hear from Him. You have something to say, but He has far more that He wants to share with you. If you need help, call 911. Chris and Deanne Abke felt overwhelmed. A financial challenge loomed, and they did not have the resources to meet it. One evening, they put their kids to bed and sat in the living room, distressed by their situation. At that moment, they heard an audible voice saying, If you need help, call 911. They looked at each other, shrugged, but again they heard the voice, If you need help, call 911. The couple momentarily forgot their distress, arose, and followed the sound of the voice that seemed to come from the garage. They opened the door to the garage, flipped on the light, but saw nothing save a few of their son's toys scattered on the floor. Chris picked up a toy ambulance, and when he did, the same voice came from the car saying, If you need help, call 911. As the voice spoke, Chris later said, I heard God speaking to me. He raced back into the house and opened the Bible. He scanned the Bible, the table of contents and found the one book that had at least 91 chapters, the book of Psalms. He opened his Bible to the 91st Psalm and read the first verse, Psalms 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You do not face one need that cannot be met in the secret place. That was page 79. Turning the page to page 80. The prayer focus. My mind wanders. Did I say my mind wanders? Yes, my mind wanders an awful lot. That's Brother King Gurley's book. I'm reading out of that. But I can incept here. I can say my part. My mind wanders a lot. It wanders a lot. Even when I'm reading this book or other books, when I'm reading... This one helps me stay a little bit focused since I'm doing the podcast and reading out loud. But so many times it's true. Our minds wonder, um, and that's why when I lost my bookmark, my bookmark fell out of a book I'm reading, um, C.S. Lewis's book, Letter about um, Letters of C.S. Lewis. Um, I'm reading that, and my bookmark fell out, and I picked it up and trying to figure out where am I at. And some of that stuff I'm reading is like I've read, I'm like I'm reading it for the first time, but then after I read a few pages, I'm like, oh, I read this before, so I know I read that other stuff before too. But it's because my mind, it didn't register because my mind wanders. I'm just blindly reading. I'm just just reading to read. Well, we don't need to do that. And that's the same thing with prayer. I um, wrote a poem years ago about how I had so many things to do each day. Errands to run, appointments to keep, stops by the grocery store, busy meeting life's great demands, caught in the shuffle of time-sifting sand, Oh, so many reasons why not to pray. But then it says, after the fall, I called out to God. He heard my need. He cares for me. And now I have 100 reasons. I have 100 reasons to pray. I have 
thing I have things I have to pray about each and every day. I ha I need God in everything. Now I have one hundred reasons. So I wrote that poem, and I just ad lib for my poem. It's not word for word, but um, yes, our mind does wonder. That's why we got to get bring it in focus. So I'm going to go back to reading his book. Although I know that I can pray anywhere, it helps me corral my wandering thoughts to have a regular place of prayer. I'm now in this place as I write these words. I feel safe here. I can sense his presence. It's as if he were waiting on me to arrive. Hello, Jesus. In this secret place, time stands still. I don't watch the clock to see if I thanked God for five minutes before praising him for another five. No, in the secret place, a lot goes back and forth without a word being spoken. I sense him. I know he will tell me the truth in love. I know I can say to him what is of concern to me. When I leave here, he will always be what he always has been. But me, I will be changed. Pardon me. I am tired of writing for now. God calls. I need to answer. Oh, one more thing. Is he calling for you too? Respond. Shalah. Reflections and questions. Number one, do you have a place that is uniquely yours to call on God? How can you make it more conducive to prayer? Number two, why do you think Hezekiah's story is repeated so often in the Bible? And what can we learn from that? Number three, you may remember the old expression, nurture abhors a vacuum. No, nature abhors a vacuum. In other words, empty places beg to be filled. Attics, garages, and closets attract and accumulate stuff over time. How can we fill our secret place so that their unwelcome intruders cannot gain access? Number four, God spoke to Samuel even though the young boy did not recognize God's voice. What are a few ways we can train ourselves to hear his voice? Five, I hope you'll never have to, you've never had to call 911 for an urgent medical or safety need. If you have, you have heard them say 911, what's your emergency? Identify those experiences that draw you swiftly to the secret place. It's page 81. Um, I just might want to insert something about prayer here. I also I listen to a podcast occasionally. Um, I'm Terry Seville Foy. I don't know if you've heard of her or not. But anyway, she does a, a podcast on Mondays. And it came across my feed on YouTube. And so I listened to some. And I found out I really enjoy what she has to say. And she was talking about how... Um, this last Monday, I think it was uh, this week's devotional, that she was talking about how prayer is so important. She was talking about a few years ago, or I, she probably said how many exactly, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but there was a time in her life that it seemed like everything was falling apart. She had breast cancer, um, uh, they had their house on the market, but it was also a bad time of recession or something. Nobody was buying their house. Uh, the IRS was um, said they owed money, but she says we didn't think that we owed any money because we paid our taxes. And uh, her daughter was starting new school. Uh, where they, they were wanting to move into another house, and so they was trying to get their daughter uh, in the school in this new this new area. And um, but then they couldn't sell their house, so they ended up having to move into a motel. Why their um so their daughter could go to this new school. There was just all kinds of things. I don't want to repeat her whole podcast. I just want to get to the point that she started praying, and when she started praying, of course she was praying for her needs. But then one day she's like, "Okay, I, God already knows all this stuff. He knows all my needs. He knows everything about it. We've prayed about it and many, many times." 
from now on, I'm not going to be a God about our situation. Instead, I'm going to write down some of my friends' names and their prayer needs. And I'm going to start praying for them. And I'm going to start thanking God for hearing our prayers for my friends. And so she named down some of her friends and she started praying for them day after day. She prayed for them that they would get the jobs that they needed and or God would heal their bodies. The, the different things of her friends and they stopped focusing upon herself and her own needs. And come to find out that um, one day they got a call from the realtor and they didn't have just one person wanting their house. They had two bids. They had two people wanting her house in the same day. They had two um, offers in the same day. But it got to the place that both of these offers, they started warring back and forth between each other. And they ended up getting 30000 over the asking price for their house. They got uh, either a letter or a call from the IRS saying that they were had been mistaken, that um, they found their error or something, and that they did not owe any money. Uh, she got healed of breast cancer. Um, it's like everything just fell back in place. And it's because of prayer. It's because they focused not on their problems, but on they, they started doing what a person is supposed to be doing, praying for other people loving God, thank, being thankful for what they did have and just stop focusing on the negative and start focusing on the positive. And I think that went along really good with what Brother Gurley was saying in this book. So I wanted to throw that in there. So when you are in situations, please, instead of succumbing to that doubt and fear, just like we're going with in life today, what we're going through in um, this coronavirus and um, all the fear, there's so much fear in the world, in the, in the land, and so much uncertainty because things are like, some places are closed down, and there's so many places, some places you have to wear a mask to, and other places you don't, uh, it's like, do I, do I not, um, all, all that kind of stuff, but instead we focus on God, we know God's got this, God's got this, and so that's what we're going to look at, looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I just wanted to give you that little word of hope today. God bless you. And if you like this podcast, subscribe to it. Tell your friends. I just started it this year, and I know I don't have very many listeners at this point. But this is a great book. The Edwina Elder Library is going to be doing many book reviews. Have done a few already. So check those out as well. But this book on prayer, like I say, we are. We finished today on page... Well, the next page, 82, is a blank page. So tomorrow we'll start on page 83. And it's a quite a big book. So, yeah, it's got like 340 pages or 330. Oh, some of those are just, um, yeah, let's see. A lot of that is just like um, a bibliography. And we won't read through those. And the end notes, we won't read through those. So it looks like 316 pages. So that, yeah, that's the afterword, but we'll probably read that as well. Well, anyway, we got quite a ways to go. So anyway, you have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye.